Welcome back to the Corruption of Colton podcast, and today we're going to be taking it back to the 1970s, 1971 to be exact, to talk about the debut album by the Doobie Brothers. Now, I'm a huge fan of 70s rock and 70s era music, so stuff like Judas Priest, Van Halen, Black Sabbath, that's a big one, country like Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard and more bands like Deep Purple, so I'm definitely going to be talking about a lot of 70s era music on this show. Oh, especially Paul McCartney and Wings, Band on the Run is an awesome album, so we'll definitely get to that eventually. But let's talk about the Doobie Brothers. We got 11 tracks. Let's go. First track off the first album, entitled Nobody, and it's a good blend of country and rock and what the Doobie Brothers are known for. It also has that 70s charm of not having the best mixing because we're still figuring out the music industry's new technology. So it definitely has some uneven audio at times, but it's charming. You know, it's charming to hear where the music industry has gone and how we got to where we are, where we have nearly perfect production in our mixes because we weren't always there we started with quite crunchy and raw production and now we have that near compressed audio so you know i think that this album is like a wayback machine to what kind of technology we had to mix music back then it was definitely not as good as we had as we have now wasn't as clear even sometimes the instruments would just sound a little either too far away or too close the vocals would either be too loud or too quiet you know i feel like we definitely had a mixture of quality and this song i felt like the instruments were honestly a little louder than the vocals but you'll get that especially for a band's first album so i'm not really gonna take it away i'm not really gonna hold it against the album because it is their debut but when you do get to hear the lyrics over the instruments in certain sections of the song it's pretty good it's a fun country rock song about how nothing can how you how no no one can take something away because i i think i hear him saying you nobody can take it away and it's a pretty good song. I interpret it as no one can take things away from us, either our rights or maybe our friends. It's it's a very good universal song that I think anybody could hold for any situation because I think everybody has something they don't want taken from them, either maybe their wife or maybe their good maybe they've or maybe their good job, anything. So I think it's a pretty good song and a pretty good start to this doobie brothers album slippery saint paul is definitely one of my favorites from this record it's short and sweet and to the point and it's got this nice acoustic guitar throughout this song definitely leans more on the countryside but there's nothing wrong with that it's got these sweet archipelago vocals kind of thing going on and it's just a fun song to listen to another one of those songs that you would put on while you're cleaning the house or maybe while you're doing some homework or some work in the office. Just 
a good little acoustic country song to put out and put on in the background. I definitely do that. This is definitely one of the songs that I have on my work playlist where I just need something on in the background while I work on something. Perfect song for that. Nothing wrong with that mood. In fact, it's a great mood, you know, to just have a playlist for background noise and background music and I enjoy it. So, definitely one of my favorite songs off this record. I think it might be my favorite, but I'm not going to say that till we reach the reach the end of the album cuz I might listen to this album and find one I like more cuz I haven't listened to this album in a while, but I do remember this song faintly from listening to this album prior and before this. So, let's move on to the next one. Greenwood Creek is another favorite. It has the perfect blend of rock and country attributes, but where the song really gra- grabs me is in the solo. There's a literal harmonica solo in this song. That is one of my favorite things about country music in the early days, is it used a lot of harmonica and other percussion instruments. And the fact that it was a harmonica solo is freaking great, because that's rare, at least in the music I listen to. And, oh man, does it grab my attention. And it just has, like, the perfect, like, I want to say lyrics or rhymes. How do I say this? It just sounds good. Like, you know how sometimes lyrics just blend well together and they just rhyme in a way that it matches well and the vocals just sound perfect? It's that kind of vibe. Everything in this song just fits well in the mix. It w- It's well put together and a joy to listen to. Aw, oh, man, do I love this song. This one might even beat the last song, and I thought the last one was good, so... I'm going to go with this one being my favorite now, Greenwood Hill. Oh, man, I love this song. Okay. Let me compose myself and we'll move on to the next song. I'm still fanboying over the harmonica solo. I'm still infatuated with that. (laughs) Let's move on. Let's try to, anyway. It Won't Be Right is another one of those country rock summer vibe songs. They're singing about early in the evening and drinking wine and it feels like a song that you would hear at a summer party it even sounds like a song that I would play at a party of mine you know I'm sorry that I'm repeating myself a lot through this episode and just saying oh it's a good country rock song it's a good song to vibe to a good song to play at a party but that's just how I feel the fact that the songs are very similar in vibe. Is that a bad thing? No, not at all. It's actually a good thing. And I think that so far, this is a fantastic album. I'm just sorry for repeating myself. Let's move on to the next song. Travelin' Man was not what I expected. There were some quite pleasant surprises in here. The song starts out with this, like, really cool, like, soft, soothing bass line is the only way I can really describe it. And then it's like this really soft country rock song, and it's just kind of a very relaxing one. It has the usual acapella-type vocals and the choruses, but my favorite part has to be halfway through the song, where there's like this soft guitar solo, which I wasn't really expecting. I mean, 
the in, at, in this time period, country music did not really have like guitar solos. You know, country music was more soft. Country music had a little bit more like I don't really know how to describe it. It just had a softer tone, I guess, is the best way to describe country music of the 70s from, at least from what I remember. Maybe there are some country artists that had guitar solos at this time and I just haven't heard them, but I was not expecting a guitar solo here. Now, yes, it was a soft guitar solo because it was like all acoustic, but it, but still, it was a little different and change of pace and, the, and like it even, you even add like this like softer bass line too, like this completely different bass line, a little softer than even the one in the beginning. And so the song just kind of changes halfway through, it changes pace for a minute. And I was quite pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed this song. I, I could see how the, some people might not like it because it changes pace, but I really enjoyed it. I love songs that have the courage to change halfway through and I really enjoyed this song. Probably my favorite on the album, honestly. It has some amazing changes. It's very enjoyable. I don't really know what else to say. I'm starting to just repeat myself. Let's move on to the next song. I really like Falling Down Farther, the sixth track on the album here. It really fully puts the country vibes to the side for a minute and does like a full-on 70s rock song of the time. It adds in tambourines and percussion along with like this really groovy acoustic beat with drums. It really feels like a Beatles song of the time. It really reminded me of the Beatles. I felt like I was listening to a Beatles song if the Doobie Brothers were the Beatles. It was a really cool vibe. I, I, I know I keep saying that the song previous to the, like, I know I keep saying that the song before the song I review and the song after I review I keep saying is one of my favorite songs on the album, but I really feel like there's a lot about this album to like and Almost every song's my favorite song. I'm sorry I keep saying that, but that's just how I feel. There's just a lot of favorites here. And honestly, I think this one might be my favorite. I know I said that about all the others, but I feel really strong about this opinion. And I think that this definitely might just be my absolute favorite. No, no joke. I think the master has a great mix. And speaking of master, the master being the title of the song, it also has great mastering. I think the vocals blend very well into the instrument mix, and it just makes for a great, smooth sailing listening experience. Also, I think that this song has the best vocal performance on the album. I feel like the two brothers' vocals harmonize really well here, and this song is just overall a great listening experience, and... A great recommendation for anybody who wants to listen to early Doobie Brothers. I really appreciate this song, how well it was mixed. Coming from somebody who wants to be a musician, I think that the audio is really well done here, and I would recommend this to anybody who likes well-mixed audio and people who listen to music for the audio experience. Oh, excuse me. But yes, for anybody who listens to music for the audio and the audio quality and audio experience i recommend this song i mean this is the first dewey brothers album so you know the mixing's a little off because it's their first time but i think that they really got some quality mixing and quality audio here let's move on to the next one <laughs> 
Well, music, sweet music. Lord is going to be played. Philly's banjo is like honey on your day. This is the lyrics to track eight, and I think that this is definitely where lyrics really get the shine on this album. This is where I think the best, I think this is where the lyrics reach its peak on this album. I think that this is where the band was the most creative. I like just, I like listening to the lyrics of this song. I think they blend well with how they're sung on this song, and it makes it one of the strongest songs on this album. Again, this one's probably now my favorite. I said that like two songs ago. I just cannot make up my mind on this album. It's too good. It's too fucking good. I really should be angry about how good this album is. This album is so good, it should be illegal for an album to be this good. For one song to top another, for me to want to say one song's my favorite, but then come along two songs later and say and contradict myself, saying the next song is better? This should be a crime. I'm committing a crime right now. I'm ki- I must be. This album is too good. And this song is too good. The lyrics are too fun and interesting on this song to be legal i enjoy this song like i said i really enjoy listening to this one the lyrics in my opinion are very creative i mean saying that it's honey like music is like honey on your day that's creative that is a good way to explain and describe how amazing a good song really can be that's a good that's how i would describe listening to music it's like honey on your day i don't need honey from beehives i just need my music man that is, I really connect to this song. I don't know if this song is really about listening to music, but that's how I perceive it. And it's an accurate depiction of how I feel. Again, probably my favorite song on the album. There's only three tracks left. Let's see if this one can be topped. I doubt it. But yet again, I said two songs ago that that song couldn't be topped. So I might just be talking out my ass right now, aren't I? Beehive State? Well... I really like the crunchy riff, and I really like the drums, but aside from that, I find the song very uninteresting, which isn't something I've been able to say about a lot of the songs on this album. This song is just like a hole in the album. It honestly could have been cut, in my opinion. It, it's not up to the quality or standards of the other eight songs on this album, so I usually just skip this one. I could take it or leave it. I don't like it. I don't hate it. It's all right. And I usually just skip it whenever I'm listening to it. I don't have to listen to it, right? So it's an okay song. Sometimes I listen to it, I guess, for the riff. I kind of like the guitar riff, but I can only stand the song for a few seconds. I, I take the riff and then leave. This song, Closer Every Day, has a huge plus that I want to address, and that is the intriguement of it. You see... When you're listening to an album, I don't know if this is just me, but at the beginning, the first few seconds that you hear on an album are very important. Whether it be the guitars, the vocals, the bass, the drums, whatever you're hearing, the first few notes or lines of an album are very important because it gets you intrigued or loses your interest and it helps you decide if you want to continue to listen to that record or not. The same could be said towards, like, near the end of an album, because you've already heard several tracks, so you're getting close to the end, so you might be like, do I want to stop here, 
or do I want to hear the end of this? And considering there's two tracks left, this song nears the end of the album, and it does its job. It does what it should. And that's keep me intrigued and makes me want to listen to the album all the way through. This song opens up with something very different than all the other songs. A keyboard. All the other songs in this album have opened up with acoustic or electric guitars in the mix, right? This one opens up with a keyboard, something very different that the rest of this album did not have. So it immediately grasped my attention for how different it was, and it made me want to listen to it. And man, am I glad I did, because I really liked this one. This had some of the best vocals as well, like not just the keyboard, but it had great vocals. It saw the Doobie Brothers using like more high notes on this track, which there were high notes on this album, but they weren't to the level that this song had. So I think that the vocals are in like amazing performance here. This song has some of the best vocal performance. Again, I said that a few songs ago too. I feel like I'm contradicting myself on which song has the better vocals or the better, better instrumentation, but I feel very strong about the vocals here. I like the different direction of using keyboards. It has like a pop feel to it. The Doobie Brothers have definitely used a lot of genres in their career, like pop, rock, country, and this album is like, could be like a greatest hits album. It uses like a blend of like all the sounds in their debut album on the West too. Like usually bands like will introduce like all their sounds on one album, like later in their career. Like for example, what's a good example? Bring Me the Horizon did it. Uh, and I think it was like their most, or was it, it wasn't Bring Me the Horizon, it was Muse. Muse's most recent album has like country, some pop, some like dubstep stuff, like all the sounds that Muse has done over the years and put it all together into one album. But here we see the Doobie Brothers doing all that on their fucking debut nonetheless. Which is why I say the Doobie Brothers are just genius. You know, that this is great. And this song is great. This album has so far been great. Let's hope that the last song can really impress me and we can get to my final thoughts because this song really impressed me with the keyboards, the high notes and the vocals, the bass lines, everything in this song impressed me. There's even a little bit of like, I don't want to say like hip hop, but like this like pop influence in like the drums or whatever. It's really interesting. Definitely check out this song. I wasn't expecting the end of the album to be the absolute highlight, but it absolutely was. The last song here is called Chicago, and it opens up with the best acoustic guitar performance on the entire album. And the thing is also, I am from a Chicago suburb. I live in Joliet, Illinois, which is a suburb near Chicago. So I kind of grew up on Chicago. So I definitely feel nostalgic for my home in the, when I listen to this song. I feel nostalgic for the big city. I love this song. It makes me feel like a kid again going with my family to Chicago for different events or even nostalgic for like C2E2. So my siblings and I go to this convention every year. It's like a, it's called C2E2. It's like a Comic-Con where you like, you cosplay and dress up as different like video game or comic book characters and take pictures with other people who are also in costume. There's like these different comic books you can buy from different famous artists who draw. There's famous paintings you can buy, all kinds of stuff. And these famous artists even show up to the convention. You can have them sign stuff or you can get pictures with them. There's somebody who makes like, there's someone who makes like Pokeball figurines as well. 
There's so many cool boots, but that convention was in Chicago. So point is, it's in Chicago, and it's the main thing I go into Chicago for. So I feel nostalgic for all the stuff I do in Chicago listening to this song. The acoustic guitars are just absolutely amazing. Everything about this song is amazing, and I'm starting to contemplate if this is my favorite song or not. Damn it, Doobie Brothers, why are you so good? <laughs> Let's just get into my final thoughts, because this is going to be hard. I want to get it over with. This is so hard. After much contemplation, I've come to the realization that I just can't bring myself to pick a favorite song. So I'm going to just have to pick favorites in no particular order. So let's go. We've got Slippery St. Paul, Chicago, Falling Down Further. My bad, I meant Feeling Down Farther, then there's Closer Every Day, It Won't Be Right, Traveling Man. Oh, I can't possibly pick one. I'm sorry, I just can't bring myself to do it. So I just decided to list some of my absolute favorites from this album. In terms of my score, it's an easy five out of five. There's only one song that sets it back, but I'm not even gonna hold it against the album. It's so good. There is some crunchier, like, poor quality. I mean, it definitely wasn't mixed the best in some places, but also this was their first album and this was the 1970s, so. I'm not going to hold that against the album either, and I'm going to say it's an easy 5 out of 5. Some of the songs are just too good for me to not give it a 5 out of 5, in my opinion. I may be biased towards this record, but who isn't biased towards some of their favorite albums? And this one, to me, is just a perfect masterpiece. This is a, the perfect blend of country, rock, and pop. The band would lean more towards rock a few years down the road, but this was just a perfect blend. I love the Doobie Brothers so much. They're definitely one of my favorite 70s rock bands. I could not bring myself to hate this album. I listen to it all the time. One of my favorite times to listen to it is actually at school because um, for context, um, I'm in a post high school program for special needs people, but even when I was in high school, I still listened to this record because the thing is I had teachers that were very supportive and we're like, well, if you're going to get your work done and you're not distracted, you can put on headphones and listen to music. So I would often listen to this album because I felt like this album was soft, like a soft country, like pop rock album. So it's not like metal where it's really loud and distracting. This was more like a good background noise album that I could listen to while I work without getting distracted. And it's also an album I can get myself invested in if I'm not working. And I kind of have a good in-between where... I don't get too distracted listening to this album, and I can also get distracted listening to it if I'm not doing work. I have a good balance of the right times to get too invested in this album and the times to not be so invested. But it's just a great album for any setting, work, for like if it's school, work, home. It's just the perfect album for it all, and I would heavily recommend the, the, first, do the first Doobie Brothers album as a must hear if you haven't heard it yet you have to hear it it's called the doobie brothers it's just their self-titled please listen to it it's the best if you enjoy 70s rock you'll enjoy this as much as i did there were some crunchy riffs here there were some great bass lines some good drums i know my buddy ken loves drums so he'll definitely love this album 
Um, there's just so much to love here. The acapella, like the acapella, like vocals, uh, the harmonies between the Doobie Brothers and the two, like the two singers. Oh man, it's great. And well, thank you so much for listening to episode six of the Corruption of Colton podcast. I'll I'll hear you guys. You guys will hear me in the next episode. Bye.